to launch a podcast no better way than listening to Moen Ali launch the Birmingham Bears bowling attack into the edge Baston stands a couple of years back Mark Butcher and Charles Dagnall quite literally calling the shots there part of the Sky Sports comms team so yes welcome to On A Pair a Worcestershire County Cricket Club podcast three friends talk about the game they love and the team they follow and some other stuff too I'm Jim Dale with me is Daryl Butler hey Daz Hello, Jim. How are you doing? I bet you didn't have to look far for coverage of Moeen Ali smashing the Birmingham Bears all over the shop, did you? It was literally three seconds on YouTube. That's all it took. And also with us is the wonderfully titled Peter de Sonberg. How are you, Pedro? Excellent. Thank you, Jim. How are you? I'm very well indeed. We've started formally. I like it. Welcome to Series 1, Episode 1. How are we feeling, boys? Are we regretting our life choices? I'm regretting it after you said series one. I know, right? <laughs> I should say season, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> season 2021. Right. Well, we'll be bringing you via your favourite podcast provider every week news, reviews, special guests, and the odd proper grown-up interview too, just for good measure. Um, we could do a quick let's get to know you. Daz, what's your favourite colour? Uh, blue, blue. Favourite food? Blue, all day long. Favourite food, curry. And uh, Worcestershire hero? I've got to say the obvious, haven't I, Graham Hick? Brilliant. Pete, what's your favourite type of font? My favourite type of font? Yeah, you're into uh, all that. Standard aerial. Standard aerial. You're, you're my kind of guy. Uh, highest batting score at any level? Three. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's three singles. Was that three singles. Of course, well, there wasn't many ways you could make that one, could there? Uh, what's your hero, Pete? Uh, same, Graham Hick. Got to be. Oh, wow. Well, we're boring, aren't we? We're yeah, boring. You're definitely born in the mid to late 80s, aren't you? All right. At least, <laughs> at least Pete's got an exciting name. Yeah, well, that's true. That is the best thing about him. Peter de Sonberg. <laughs> a joke, of course. Um, right. I suppose the most obvious thing to do is to, um, start with the news, boys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, I think you're right. Yeah, start of a new season. Um, and what I've done, because it's the first one, there won't be this level of interest and production value in any of the others, if I'm honest, but it's like number one. So I've made an effort. Check this out. <laughs> News jingle, hey? I think I thought we're on a, an early edition of Top Gear or something there. Brilliant. You know, I put my heart and my soul into that, does, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait right. for the Thunderbirds countdown. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right. Um. Stuff. I think first thing, sort of a story, but kind of not. Don Bess 
He's been in yeah. the news because he's been um, having a chat with management. He doesn't like the way he's been treated on the India tour because he got dropped for mowing after the second India test. Um, Michael Vaughan's had a right go saying he got 17 wickets in three tests at an average of 22. Why drop him? Um, and he said that he's had to have words. Thoughts, gentlemen? Do we care, first and foremost? I think it's a bit of a non-story, isn't it? I mean, Dom said, the, best said on the on the BBC that he was pretty happy with how the tour had gone. So it seems like a bit of a non-story to me. It's quite easy for Michael Vaughan as well to just come out onto Twitter and say if somebody's been badly managed uh, without telling us how he should have been managed or how it should have been done. Well, that's, he always he talks, about, talks about being a great man manager, doesn't he, Michael Vaughan? But he did say it was the worst piece of player management that he'd ever seen. And I just kind I of thought... Think- perspective it's not a surprise that Michael Vaughan is speaking on behalf of somebody who plays for Yorkshire that in itself is not not news um but the tour in itself threw up a couple of anomalies didn't it there was the story around Moen Alley coming home going back staying going it was it, there's a few incidents I think that have cropped up they're all a little bit bizarre yeah well I mean best he got dropped because he got pelted for um for a, a, an absolute shed load, didn't he, in the first test? He did all right in Sri Lanka. He took a load of wickets, which Michael Vaughan said, but they were mainly drag downs. He didn't bowl well. I mean, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going big early here. I mean, you boys know how I feel about Don Best. I think he's a great lad, and I think he's got a real good character, and he's got an awful lot of potential. But he's not a test cricketer, and he got carted all over the place in India, and it's unfair on the lad. You know, I don't think you should be in India learning how to bowl spin at the age of 23. He wasn't even the first choice spinner at Somerset when he was there. It just seems harsh. But um, no, I have to, I have to, we haven't really got a top top class frontline spinner, have we? A lot of these players are good second spinners. We've said that about Moen a lot down the years, haven't we? For England, yeah, brilliant well, second spinner, and, and and going to India with two or three spinners is fine if if you you've got a, a Graham Swan there. Uh, but three sort of second, I wouldn't say second rate spinners. That seems a bit unfair. But three second choice spinners at yeah. Test level in yeah. India, yeah, uh, they're, they're all going to struggle. They're sort of second tier test level, aren't they? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm you're saying right. Second when... rates a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't mean it in that way, but yeah, yeah sec- second tier test level is a good way of putting it. So Michael Vaughan's running his mouth. Don Don Bess will be all right. I don't think there is an issue. I mean, he's gone to he's gone to Yorkshire, so Joe Root obviously thinks he's all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go and turn a few on a Headingley wicket in April. Yeah, it'll be fine. He'll be fine up there. Yeah, so Don Best, bit of a non-starter, but all over the BBC website, uh, no further comment. Um, I suppose, uh, gentlemen, is it too early to get into the 100? I think it's too early for episode one because you're going to get a very, uh, well, certainly a very ranty me. Um, (laughs) I'm not sold on the concept, and I think that's one we can probably do a whole episode on, Jim. Yeah, that's a fair point. The only reason I mention it, of course, is because there was this thing that was saying that they were going to change uh, the terminology to make the game easier for newcomers by saying, we're not going to say wickets, we're going to say outs like it's in baseball. Um, well, that's the first good thing they've done with the 100, isn't it? The first good thing? <laughs> well, look, I mean, it's they obviously think it's uh, something that's going to attract new people to the game, people who don't watch cricket, people who, who don't enjoy cricket or don't, don't play the sport, don't watch the sport. So... Let's make it easier for them. What I don't understand with 100 is why they've got such a complicated system for bowling 100 deliveries with sections of five or 10 or this, that and the other when you've got a perfectly good T20 format which you can just take one ball off each over from. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we, we won't go deep into this. They could have just put T20 on terrestrial TV and save them all the ha- yeah, themselves the hassle. Absolutely. But that's sort of by the by. Yeah. I just thought the outs thing was odd because then if you're out hit wicket, are you out hit out? And if you're hitting hit out, out, is that? Yeah. I don't know. But there we are. Your leg before out, aren't you? It's... No, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know I agree with you, Jasper. Um, 
Yeah, it sounds like a grown-up in a suit around a boardroom making a suggestion as to what young people want and how to get them into cricket. Yeah. Anyway, but we, yes. Someone's I've... just come back from New York, haven't they? And... Hey, guys, I've got a great idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Pete's right. We could probably spend the rest of our lives dissecting that, but um, it, it would just be befitting of um, three um, grumpy middle-aged men, wouldn't it? That's all right. That's what we are. Um, okay, so uh, a little bit of IPL stuff. Do you Do you guys watch the IPL? No, I don't. Um, I keep an eye on how Mo gets on, um, which is very local, isn't it? It's just uh, that's about as far as I go with you. Hey, IPL. you're on brand, Pete. You're on brand. Thank you. Always thinking corporate. <laughs> Daz, do you watch the IPL? <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite team? Whichever one Mo plays for, does. Right. Okay. Oh, good. Daz, do you watch the IPL? Yeah, yeah. Yes or no? Not not religiously. I've... I'm in love with the Chennai Super Kings, but uh, no, not religiously, to be honest. Okay, I don't watch the IPL either, so we'll keep this brief. Um, I like the Chennai Super Kings, the only one named after a brand of cigarettes. That's always good for my Absolutely. Um, <laughs> there, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there that thing a few years ago where Hampshire joined the franchise and renamed themselves the Hampshire Royals and therefore stole our nickname? Is that how it works? Have I made that that's up? Right, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, it's Rajasthan Royals, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who've just signed um, Chris Morris for, what was it, 160 million? 160 million pounds. It's <laughs> 1.6 million quid. And that's, that's why I wanted to bring yeah, it up. It's, the it's two 160 things. million rupees, isn't it? Wow. Um, is, it, is it rupees? It's rupees over there. It oh, is rupees. I don't know the exchange rate. <laughs> I feel desperately underqualified immediately on this. But yeah, I mean, 1.6 million quid. Uh, I mean, Chris Morris is a good player. Is he 1.6 million quid for a couple of months' work? Good? Obviously he is, because they well, paid I've just, it. I've, I've just Googled it. It's 16.25 crores, which I think a crore is 10 million, so it's going to be 160 million rupees, yeah. Hey, strong uh, maths yeah. game. That's what we like. There we go. Um, so there we are. Chris Morris, the most expensive cricketer uh, in IPL history. I mean, he, he's a good player. Um, it seems somewhat obscene, given that it is basically it's six weeks' work. Um, it is. I mean, he started late as well, didn't he? I think there's hope for us yet because I don't think he played a first class game until he was about 23. Yeah, well, he's only he's 33 now, but he doesn't, yeah. I, yeah there's still. Pete's got to work on his uh, three singles as a top score. We've got to work on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some breaking news. Breaking news. Ben Stokes is out of the IPL. He's broken his finger. So he's breaking. A... We, we are on it. Mate, that's that's what happens when you employ a third-rate broadcaster. Um, yeah, so he's broken his finger. He's had a rubbish week because on Monday he skied one. He got done for naught, didn't he? And uh, now he's broken yes, his he finger. Did. I don't know if it, he still gets paid the squillion billion pounds that he's getting paid. I don't know how it works. Is it a per game? I mean, you'd hope you'd want that up front, wouldn't you? I think we should maybe uh, wind it up there because Pete's going to be getting a phone call in the next half an hour, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Rajasthan make- Royals are on the blower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worcestershire news I suppose firstly a bit of new yeah, road news yeah. they're going to be hosting a couple of um, women's internationals New Zealand and India in the summer which is cool I love watching a bit of women's cricket um, I've watched my first game of um, England women's cricket when I was 15 years old so three years ago at New Road and uh, Charlotte Edwards was the captain um, uh, that was back in the mid 90s really good standard these days so I'll have a bit of that when I get the chance um, absolutely uh, and uh, proper Worcestershire news. I suppose we should get into the meaty stuff. Um, the ins and outs. Um, 
the changing of a squad before we get to the first game of the season. Players that have left us. Uh, I'm sure there'll be an awful lot of weeping into the pillows in Worcestershire. Um, uh, George Scrimshaw's gone to Derbyshire. He may get a game, I don't know. Ben Tuig, Ollie Westbury, never really felt that they were going to make it. Is that harsh? Am I being unkind? No, I think... I think you're about right there. It fits in with the George Rhodes to Leicester kind of scenario, doesn't it, of last season? Yeah, yeah. that never... Wayne Parnell... Never he... blew, uh... Sorry, Jim, go on. No, that's all right, Daz. You, you were buffering there, mate, weren't you? Well, yeah, I know. I'm stopping there. It's all <laughs> buffering. I don't know what's going on. It's my internet connection you warned me about. They never set the world alight, did they? No, they didn't. They get. I mean, Ben Tuig got a go, didn't he? he? Played lots of seconds and he got a few first team games. And um, you know, he looks. He looks. He looked like a really neat and tidy cricketer. But when when you're essentially on trial, aren't you? When you get those few games to impress, he never really did enough. Uh, Wayne Parnell's gone to North Ants, good cricketer, but he's on the back end of his career. So I mean, as the as the released players go, uh, no no big worries there. Um, players in, um, Gareth Roderick from Gloucester early doors on him but we got a lovely message before we even started this podcast from a Gloucestershire podcaster he does a fan cast called Off the Back Foot uh, and he said that uh, we've got a good player in Roderick so we'll see how he goes um, um, who knows anything about Ben Drashish Drashish do you know who I mean no could you try that again for us I, mate I could be here for days I practiced this, and I even YouTube to see how to pronounce it. It's D W A R S I U S. Can we just say the Aussie with a cool pash? Yeah, Big Ben. Right, we're going Big Ben. Twenty-six-year-old fast bowler, left arm, left arm seamer, leading wicket taker in the Big Bash. Won the Big Bash with the Sydney Sixers. He's joining for the T Twenty season. Um, so, I mean, that sounds like a reasonably good signing. I watched a few of his wickets. He was mainly getting caught on the boundary. Um, but but we'll see. Twenty six wickets in the big bash. That's pretty decent. And all the head is going to be fun. Or uh, tick all the boxes. We wait. We wait with interest. He's also got a power tash. So he's got a great tash. He's got the yeah, a brilliant tash. The big Ben with the big tash. Um, and then the other one, which I couldn't really figure out. Um, Alzari Joseph was supposed to be. I thought you were supposed to be starting at the start of the season. I've seen nothing about Alzari Joseph. The West Indian fast bowler, 24-year-old, 34 test wickets in 14 tests. And I've not heard a thing about him. Does, no, does anyone know anything he, about where he is? He, well, he was in quarantine for the first game of the season. He arrived in the country and he was quarantined. But uh, I think he's available for Derbyshire on Thursday. Right, OK. Yeah, there was an interview with Gibman recently and uh, Worcestershire have released photos of him all happy and smiley in the nets today. So I believe he's ready to go for Derbyshire. Right, okay, so he is in Worcestershire because they announced the signing, said he was going to play the first seven games, then the, the Essex game rolled up and there's just nothing, just silence. Um, so Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was quarantined, he was COVID, COVID-related. Um, so good good investigative journalism, boys, well on. I'll tell you what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll retweet the video of him from uh, the Worcestershire page. Right there now, we are. And uh, everyone can have a quick look. Yeah, of course, uh, the, um, our Twitter handle, um, um, on underscore a underscore pair pretty straightforward you can find various bit different bits and pieces um good work Daz. um i think probably the the best signing really is um is ben cox to a new contract um that was a bit of good news i wasn't expecting that were you no we were having a chat about it for a, a few weeks weren't we and it, it looked touch and go for a while came out of the blue but absolutely i mean i still think of ben cox as being 
early 20s. Um, it surprises me every time I look at his stats, but uh, he's been invaluable to us over all forms of cricket in recent years. So, yeah, very good news in pre-season. Um, I reckon probably the best the best wicketkeeper batsman in England not named Ben Folks. That's my thought. Agreed. Right, have we lost have we lost Daz to the Twitter machine. No, yeah, still yet. No, I was retweeting. You're retweeting. Oh, you're so modern, Daz. I'm retweeting. Oh, no, I am. I'm very modern. Oh no, I tell you what, I've missed someone out. I've missed another signing out. Do you have? You've missed a Nepalese leg spinner. Out. Yes, I have. Do you want to have a go at that surname? Because I don't fancy it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then I'll have it. <laughs> I can't even spell it. <laughs> you won up on me. Sandeep Lamishani, I think. Sandeep Lamishani, beautifully done. Right, what do you know about him if then, that's Daz? that's not right, that's going to be my homework, is to uh, to learn how to pronounce his oh, surname. It looks, looks pretty good. What do you know about him? Absolutely nothing. What do you know about him? Uh, right, well, uh, he, he is a Nepalese leg spinner. This, I mean, what a cool and groovy and multicultural vibe. Um, he's going to come and play for the, in the T20 Blast. 20 years old, he's played for franchises all over the world, including Delhi Daredevils and Hobart Hurricanes and the Big Bash. 125 wickets, apparently, in 96 T20 games at an average of 18 and a bit. Um, first uh, first taste of playing in England. I mean, uh, I love I love spinners, and New Road isn't necessarily spinner-friendly. I mean, Side Ajmal was probably the last time we had a genuine bona fide spinning threat. Um at New Road. So who knows? We'll see what this kid's like. There are loads of these. I'm these... really excited by this signing, actually, because as you say, he's played all over the world. I mean, he's played in franchise 2020 cricket over in places like Canada, where you'd uh, least expect it. And seeing somebody new from a country we don't associate with cricket and somebody we've never heard of before down at New Road for the first time, he could be an absolute superstar and, and he'll be ours. And, and yeah, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, well, you think about the, 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 the spate of young Afghani spinners that there are now that are making their way Absolutely, in the game yeah. in the subcontinent yeah i think it's great he made his it says here he made his nepal debut at the age of 17 i'm old enough to be his dad really quite comfortably um <laughs> I, and that's uh, now not entirely sure ravi ashwin would be that happy with you calling ashmal the only bona fide spin option at new road i tell you I, do you know what i forgot about that i mean to be fair he doesn't spin the ball is that i mean you know and i <laughs> it, mentioned ray price Neither do I, but I call myself a spinner. Hang, <laughs> hang on a minute, Pete. Wind back. Do you just did you just say Ray Price? Absolutely. The Zimbabwean, the Zimbabwean finger spinner. Yep. Okay. He was our best spinner over Gareth Batty. I'm going to go ahead and say it in series one. One. Absolutely. <laughs> I tell you what, as obscure blast from past, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty of obscure references. I'm certain of it. But Ray Price is right up there, Pete. Oh, well done, sir. Well done. Um, so there we are. So th- I saw him score a first class hundred at New Road. I think. Or a ton of, I think it was his only first class hundred. Well, that's a collector's item, isn't it? If I'm wrong there, Pete, you're gonna have to correct me there. I would have before, shouldn't we? Enough. I th- I think I saw his only first class hundred. I'm pretty sure it was at New Road. Well, if you're wrong, we'll ridicule you next week. I mean, yeah, if... ridicule me next week if I'm wrong. This is uh, another bit of homework. We've got two bits of homework so far for next week. Well, let's be honest. A, if anyone actually listens to this, and that's a big if, are they yeah. realistically going to be looking that up and and uh, and checking you? And B. It sounds good. Just keep that, Daz. Keep telling people that. Yeah, I wouldn't even bother looking it up. Yeah. No, no I'll one's going to. with a bit more certainty next time. You'll just be like in the pub just going, hey, do you remember Ray Price? <laughs> if like, nothing else, Ray... Daz, you can just say it was a pre-season friendly. 
<laughs> mm, that'll do, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those CNG games against Cornwall, is not it? Right, so we should bring there... those back, shouldn't we? Those, those, you know, those when we used to have the minor counties in the the old CNG and all that. Oh, that was that prop... used to come back. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Days out in Devon and stuff. Oh, I love that. And, and when we used the opportunity to go and play Holland away. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? We sorry, the leg didn't there. Well, there was some really good... I like the unicorns. Do you remember that when people didn't have a club? Yeah, the unicorns, didn't have a contract. Yeah. They were yeah, just like, true. we'll put a team together and see if we can get signed yeah. after a few injuries in the season. But Did minor... they beat us as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think they beat us, the ones, didn't they? And then you had... Um, you had that season where you had the... Well, the unicorns were in it when it was a group stage, weren't they, actually? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Scotland and the Netherlands were in the group. That's right, With yeah. Scotland, the Netherlands, and the Unicorns, yeah. Hey, was... I'm, now, I'm going to have to set myself a bit of homework here, but I'm pretty right in thinking that one of our players went to play for the Unicorn side. Okay. One of our youngsters. Okay, well, can, you, think, can you yeah. give us a name, Pete? I'm, I was <laughs> as to whether to mention that fact, because I knew that question would follow. Yeah. No, I can't think of who it is. Well, that's a conversational hey, cul-de-sac if ever I saw one, Pete. Good hustle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Oh, oh. I mean, uh, I tell you what. Speaking of our um, of our new Twitter account, um, I popped something on there yesterday because um, it's going back to the IPL. Sorry, I'm 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 rolling back here. It was just something that um, it was so cringy that I couldn't get enough of it. And it was the um, the, the Delhi Capitals were doing their press day, and. Um, it was Chris Wokes and Steve Smith and all the players dancing Bangra, which honestly was the most awkward and uncomfortable, like nerdy sportsmen, particularly cricketers, trying to dance is dreadful. Then trying to do it in a completely different culture. Check it out on the on the Twitter account if you can, because it reminded me okay. of something. And um, I, I want to share it with you. And this is what Let's it is. It, Jim. Do you remember this? England versus India a few years back. Shikhar one down at uh, Fine Leg, and all the Indian fans started getting the drums out. Listen to that! And he was brilliant. The thing in the middle, I think. He had all of the moves, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Shikhar Darwin is the coolest man in cricket. He also had that ace handlebar moustache a few years back. Um, and I just thought... I've got a vision of Scottish cricket fans singing, uh, or trying to emulate that now, and singing, Yes, sir, I can bangra, but I need a certain song. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. The little white kilts, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, there we are. There's a visual image we all needed. Good Super. stuff. Yeah, I think um, I think maybe that could be our next homework as well. We could uh, we could all learn to Bangra. Oh my! What do you reckon? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'd give it a go. Pete, uh, Pete doesn't dance, does he? Pete's in. Pete, Pete, no, he doesn't dance with other people. He'd do it on his own. I've never seen Pete dance, and I've been to gigs where everyone's dancing apart from Pete. Pete, are you up for some Bangra? Uh, have we got to move on, Jim? Is there another item to discuss? Are we short on time? Is that what you're telling me? I think when we're allowed back in the pubs, best Bangra doesn't have to buy our own. And I can tell you, gentlemen, while That's that was going on, the shout. player I was referring to earlier was Josh Nappett, who played for the Unicorns. All oh, right, Josh Nappett. What else do you know about Josh Nappett? 
I know that he was a wicketkeeper batsman and played a handful of games for us, and that's about as far as we're going to go. Move on, please. <laughs> Very well, let's move on. Let's actually, actually, we've been going long enough. Why don't we have a chat about the game of cricket that we were supposed to be talking about half an hour ago? Um, because it was the, cricket. <laughs> the first game of the season, and we were away uh, at Essex. We are in Chelmsford. We don't travel well there, do we? So actually getting a draw, I think, is a pretty good result. So what are your thoughts, boys? Oh, I Not think... many teams travel well there, do they, to be fair? Yeah, I think it's an excellent result. We had a solid pre-season from all accounts. Um, and it was... It, we seemed to bowl well on the first day. Good control, but maybe didn't take as many, many wickets as our performance deserved. Obviously, Essex are an absolutely quality side. Everyone knows that. Um, and then it was looking very, very ropey at 30 for three on the end of the end of the day. But, I mean, what, a, what an innings by Libby. And what a supporting role by Vessels and obviously Barnard as well. And we've come away with an excellent number of points to start, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, um, uh, Vessels had a, had a great pre-season as well, didn't he? So he carried that form on. But I mean, whoever signed, whoever it was to go, we'll get Jake Libby from Knotts. Whoever made that decision, yeah, go and get him, sign him. That They should be in charge of recruitment forever. What a signing that is. I mean, yeah, um, he was what a 180 brilliant last year and he he basically played the entire game he did he did he did he was on the pitch for every single delivery wasn't he absolute madness um, and as you say last season i mean he, he was probably i think well, he was a top batsman i think last season wasn't he yeah yeah top just, of the averages i think so um <clears throat> started off again as how he finished last season let's hope for more of the same yeah. and he's I mean, he's got more 180s this season now than Glenn Durrant. So. <laughs> hey, we'll probably get onto darts in a bit. I don't think we can talk to Pete for more than half an hour without him getting onto Glenn Durrant at some point. Yeah, <laughs> we'll deal with that in due course. Um, yeah, I thought good result. It was, it was interestingly 20 wickets taken. There's only one player that was out twice in that match, Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook, yeah. <laughs> he made for 15 and 12, 990 runs, 20 wickets, nearly 50 runs per wicket, and he scored 27 runs in two knocks. So he's rubbish now, officially. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard of him either, so I'm going to just get on to Google again. Uh, you look at Al- Alistair, that's Alistair uh, Cook, a Alistair Cook. He's been about a bit. He's done a couple of bits and pieces. Oh, uh, okay, right. Um, uh, and it's, it's a good yeah. result because that, that Essex batting lineup, all joking aside, that... Um, Brown and Cook and Dan Lawrence, who's a real talent, and Wesley with a big daddy hundred to get out of that yeah, one alive yeah. at thirty for three. I mean, yeah. uh, Tom Wesley saved saved the game for them, really, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Ever the optimist. It was, wasn't it? It was uh, not only did um, uh, Pennington get his first fifty, Barnard with his yeah, first hundred, uh, Libby nearly breaking the record for the longest uh, time spent at the crease, but also. Morris took his 200th wicket, which so uh, records all round. Oh, Pete, that's statastic. Good hustle. I love that. Um, yeah, Thank I mean, you, Pete. Uh, uh, and made in test century, uh, not test century, uh, first class century, uh, Fred Barnard. I mean, he's he's a real talent, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's one of those players, I, I think, that um, alongside... Dolivera and also alongside Mitchell in certain forms of the game just give us extra depth in both departments. I, I don't think we'd be the same team without him, really. Um, don't know what your thoughts are on that, but uh, I, I'll stand by that statement. Well, I just think he makes important contributions. I don't see him signing for a Surrey or a Lancashire or anything like that and being a real big time cricketer. But I can see him moving on to somewhere, you know, slightly, you know, end up like a, a Middlesex or somewhere like that because it just in big moments, 
he tends to deliver. He's got really good temperament. He finds a wicket from somewhere. He's not expressed pace. You know, he's wicket to wicket and he's difficult to get away and he's got a good cricketing brain. Uh, and I like him under pressure. You know, he's, he's got that sort I of current brother vibe about him in that way. I think David Leatherdale, when I think about that, like you say, you can chuck in the ball, you know, he'll keep things tight. He'll probably pull your wicket out of somewhere. And if you need a quick 30 runs at the end of an innings or, or you need somebody to stay there for all innings, he'll do either. Let's not forget about Barnard as well, is that especially in one day cricket, excellent fielder. Pulled yeah. out a couple of blinding catches in the T20 runs over the last couple of years as well. So, yeah, valuable across the board. Always in yeah, the game. But, um, absolutely. St- was it Edge Baston straight out the sky? Yeah. And then there was the, 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 the running backwards catch. I can't think of that was against now, but I think they were like consecutive weeks, I think, weren't they? I, I regularly used to check the score and it used to say run out brackets Barnard on it where he'd yeah. pick it up and fire it in. Yeah, Some Stunning catches as well, so yeah. Cracking all-round cricketer and um, a fair shout to David Leverdale. He was a re- an underrated cricketer, you know. He's a very quiet, unassuming guy. And he, you know, he was a, you know, like a mini Andy Caddick in appearance. And I don't think he got quite uh, quite as the serious recognition he deserved, but yeah. Um, so Ed Barnoff, um, fabulous effort. Good on him. Um, I want to chuck some stats at you just generally about the county championship this weekend. I mean, I don't. I've gone no further than this weekend, but I've got some numbers for you. There were 233 dismissals over nine games, right? So 40 wickets available per game. Most of the games, there was 19, 20, 22, about that, right? 233 dismissals. Of the 233 dismissals, how many do you reckon of the batsmen were out for single figures? Of the 233 dismissals? Yeah, how many were out for single figures? Oh, well, um, 50. Pete? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go half of whatever the number you first said was. Just to... Are you going to go half of 233? Well, you know what I mean, give or take one. So about 116 is what you're saying then? 116 and a half, yeah. Well, it's actually out for single figures out of 233 is 110. Wow. And, and of that 110, there were 33, 33 ducks in there. And and for context, it was so I think it was like it was a weird sort of week for f- famine or feast because there were 71 people that went past 50. There were um, 28 hundreds, including 700 ton 50s and two double hundreds in nine games. Well, I think I think the Worcester games are my cousin of that, then, isn't it? There's a couple of ducks, a couple of single figures, and then. 180 not out. Will it bar like at 128, was it? Yeah, he did, yeah. Well, it just made me think, you know, like, you come back after the summer holidays and you forget how to write or tie your shoes. It's like people (laughs) forgot how to bat in the first innings. Loads of teams were like 40 (laughs) for four and 60 for five and then ended up making 300. We did the same. And it was just like, basically, if you got past 10, you were guaranteed a 50. Like, I just, it's just feast or famish. (laughs) I just thought the numbers were odd. 110 single figure scores out. Anyway. Um, so I was just I was interested in that. I know you guys like numbers. I'm not normally a numbers guy, and I was interested to know I've, your take on it. I've put it into my spreadsheet, so we'll have a look at that again next week. <laughs> what I find odd about the first week is that we find ourselves obviously after one game fifth in the table, but I think we're probably the happiest team of them all with the points total we've accrued. Um, well, yeah, I mean, with that result, sure. I mean, I, I found it very difficult to understand what on earth was going on when I checked the tables. Then I realised that all of the teams in our groups drew, which was basically a waste of a day. Um, but um, I, th- I suppose now's probably a good point to try and figure out what on earth is going on this season because there's um, the structure's interesting, isn't it? Um, has anyone got a degree in mathematics and applied physics that can just talk us through what on earth is going on with the county championship this year? Yeah, I, th- I like the new format. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's dead easy. So 
first of all, the teams are put into three groups of six. As far as I can see, totally at random, but I'm sure there's been some seedings in and uh, they've kept local derbies in there. So that's put us in the same group as, as Warwickshire, obviously, so we can get our annual winner to Edgebaston. Now, the <clears throat> play each other twice, round-robin format, and the top two from each group go into your new Group A. So that'll give you six teams into Group A. Your next two go into Group B, and, and your bottom two from each group go into the new Group C for the second group stage. In the second group stage, you carry forward half of the points against the team that's joined you from your group, and then you play one more match against each of the other four new teams in your section based on ability. Top team in Group A wins the county championship. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, what you're saying then is that there's three groups, and then based on your performance in the three groups, you then get assigned a second division of you know of groups, and then you take some of the points from some of the games in your first group forward into your second group, but you only play the other four teams, not the team that came through with you, in the new divisional round, and then a county champion is... I mean, that's much easier, isn't it? That's that's how you get the young kids involved in cricket, isn't it? By keeping it simple and keeping the terminology straight. That's I think they're baffling. calling the wickets out as well for the, um, to make it easier for you. <laughs> but then there's also the Bob Willis Trophy, so what's that? Well, that's the top two. Top two are playing after the Bob's Willis Trophy. So that will be a, a, a one-off a match for the top uh, between the top two in Group A. So the Bob Willis Trophy is not the county championship. It's just a manufactured showpiece no. final. Correct. Correct. A money-spinning final. It's the charity shield of cricket. <sighs> How do you feel about it, Pete? New structure? Separates the men from the boys, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very... You're... Uh... Your side kind of summed up my feelings, but I was listening to Daryl there and it was reminiscent of the start of every season where I've done no research and I've gone off and got us a burger and I've come back and I've gone, Daz, how's the new season work? <laughs> uh, it was like old times listening to that. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that you have to have it explained to you by an adult, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about the structure. I mean, I, 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 I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But I also think most of it's just kind of pointless. Why don't you just have? Why don't you just have two divisions? Or the three? main thing I think is I think that over the last few seasons, and I'm happy. Pick me up on it if you if you disagree. Is that the, it, there's almost been a division one which is too good, and then a division two, and it's needed a middle ground for quite a while. There's a few teams that have yo-yoed between the two divisions, and there's extremities at either end. So I think three divisions has always been right. But the format in which the teams are moved around, I admit, is is not the easiest, particularly for neutrals to understand. So why don't they just have three divisions and the winner of Division 1 be the county championship winners? I think that will probably be how they'll go in the future. But the trouble is, how do you pick your three divisions from a format which two years ago was one division of eight and a division of ten? And in the division of ten, you didn't even play each other twice. And then last season, through no fault of their own... uh, because of the pandemic, we, we had a much shorter county championship season. So starting a new season from scratch like this, where you've got all 18 counties at the same sort of starting point, then being put into divisions based on their performance during the season seems like a good idea to me. Do you know what, Daz? You've, you've won me over. You, d- you do that. You've won me over. That that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's a you know, it's a it's like doing all of your homework on Friday night so you can enjoy the weekend, you see. Like just pay the penalty for this confusing <laughs> thing now and it'll make the transition easier. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Daz, you've won me over. Yeah, that's your your natural charm. That's why you're in charge of Worcester League Darts. Do you know what I mean? It's uh Okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to try and convince you that it's a good idea to bring this format into the 2020 game as well. Oh no! Um, I mean, possibly. I just I can't really keep up. I'm relatively. I'm not busy. I'm lying. I'm not really busy, but I say I'm busy so I don't have to do things that confuse me. Um, all right, it'll be what it'll be. The same as the 2020 is the same as it has been. Um, so it's 14 games. You're in two groups of nine, north and south. You play everybody twice, apart from two teams who you only play once, which has baffled me since they've changed to that format. And I mean, from Worcestershire's point of view, we play, we've got probably three local-ish games, Warwickshire, the main one, and then Gloucestershire and, and Glamorgan really are our two other, not quite Derby games, but local games. And we don't get to play any of them ever because they're always in the South section. I think three regionalised groups in the T20, similar to this, where you're all playing your, your local rivals in, in the first group stage and then moving teams into a second group stage based on ability, makes perfect sense in the T20 as well. I, I can see them moving in this direction on, on that format of the game too. Yeah, well, the only problem with that is um, I'm not quite sure how you get the finals, the money-spinning finals day out of it, but uh, there'll be a way around that. Yeah, I've well, not been said that Daryl should apply for a role in the ECB fixture uh, panel. <laughs> I mean... It, no, it's because I'd, I'd, I'd be arranging the fixtures around my holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Perks of the job, mate. It's, I mean, Absolutely. You've, <laughs> you, you've, you've provided a calm and reasonable head um and i'm actually i'm I'm moderately disappointed now because i'm i'm in agreement with you and we're all being sensible grown-up adults about it you're a man that was born to be on a committee daz you're a man that was was (laughs) destined to wear a blazer uh you know yeah it's all these spreadsheets i keep mate right so um so we're in group one essex warwickshire nottinghamshire derbyshire worcestershire durham it's impossible it's too early to tell isn't it derbyshire perennially rubbish um really aren't they is that too is that harsh I think they've improved in one-day cricket in recent years, but I think in four-day cricket, you would fancy our chances against them, certainly. I don't see anything this year that says any different. Uh, Durham, a bit rubbish. They've got, they've got uh, Borthwick back. I like him as a cricketer. But uh, Durham, basically, if you get them on a cold day in Chesterley Street, they might out-bowl you, but otherwise, should we be worried? Not these days, I don't think. Uh, Warwickshire, we well, know that. Not sure a good run for their money, Durham, to be fair. And, yeah. uh... Last week, I'm being, the better of that game. So. I'm I'm being terribly partisan as as um, people attest to whenever we discuss all things Worcestershire because I always think we should declare at least a session earlier than we do. And Pete is <laughs> Pete. You're the Mike Brearley, aren't you? Really, you're the Mike Brearley of all this. And I'm just I'm kind of uh, I'm the Kevin Peterson without the talent. I'm basically Kevin Peterson's gob with Peter Such's batting ability. Yeah. Throughout the course of a game, you with with you Worcester have both won the league and got relegated <laughs> in the same match. I'm an emotional mm-hmm. guy, Pete. I'm an emotional guy. Um, and and hey, at least you can't get relegated this year. Yeah, Daz. I mean, you're you're probably Ian Austin, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I, th- I think I'm more Dwayne Leverock. Who? The the, the Bermudan who took the the one-handed catch in the World oh, Cup. Oh man, no. I mean, no. Daz, you do yourself a disservice. I mean, physically speaking, you're a much finer specimen than him. He was an absolute unit. You are not an absolute unit, sir. But if you start... Chuck- He's a much better fielder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. You're the, Daz, I will say, you're the only man I've ever seen come out to bat in a baseball cap backwards. I mean... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you can't play the game properly, at least look cool doing it. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm joking about Worcester's chances. I'm calling everyone rubbish because you've got to be partisan at the start and it's hard to tell. But it's it's who knows what's going to get thrown at us. And, and as is always the way with the English weather, I mean, 
there could be some draws that you don't want to be and there could be some games that are saved because it's hoofing down with rain. Um, how do we feel about the season in general? Are we just pleased that we're going to get to New Road and watch a game? Absolutely. But I think, as Daz said earlier, one thing we can all agree on is our annual win at Edgebaston is surely on the cards. Yeah, absolutely. I'll well, come back to haunt me, but uh, it's been a happy hunting ground in the last decade. It really has. We've been we've been spoiled, really, haven't we? I mean, I know it's not that the, the kind of the glory years when we were at Lords every other year for a, a domestic cup competition, but it's not. I mean, you think about the resources we've got. It's not bad being a pair, is it? No, it isn't. And do you remember um, when we won the one day league back in was it two thousand and seven? And the one game we lost that year was at Edgebaston and all the fans were on strike, so no one was there to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were having a shocker, weren't they, at that time? Yeah. No, we've, we've, there's, been, there's been some genuinely magical moments at this, I mean, this century, really. I remember sat, sat next to you, Pete, when, um, um, when Ben Duckett refused to hit a ball that was straight and there to go. Uh, and <laughs> it just thudded into his pad and we found our way into the T20 final at Edgebaston and I was just silent. I was just utterly, the only time I've genuinely been speechless. I just sat there completely confused and bemused by what I'd just seen. And in keeping with what we just said, that was the over where Wayne Parnell was both the worst and the best bowler you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, true story. Right, gentlemen, I think we should probably live our lives and be free um, it's Derbyshire this week. We've got to be hopeful of a decent showing and um, we shall reconvene for more of the same tatty circus in due course. Look forward will. I'll look forward to seeing you after a, a win against Derbyshire with a bit of luck. Travel well, gentlemen. Stay safe. If you want to get involved, you can find us on Twitter. Um, what is it? It's, it's at on underscore, a underscore, pair underscore. If you want to get hold of Daryl Butler, you'll find him in at Dazza B back home, all one word. And I'm Jim Dale. You can find me at James F. Dale. If you want to find Peter de Somburg, he'll be in his spare room chucking arrows. I think we, I'm going to make Pete. No, we can't finish yet because we've got any other business, any other business. Pete, we cannot do this without you mentioning Glenn, Glenn Durrant in some fashion. You've got a minute. Go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh... Why are you obsessed with Glenn Durrant? I'm obsessed with Glenn Durren, A, because I think it's a wonderful story, but B, I think he's one of the worst uh, interviews. He gives the worst interviews I've ever heard. There's always stock phrases around being over the moon and being a humble lad from Newcastle or Teesside or whatever it is, he says. You can You'd play... you thinking that when he heard this back, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to work a computer. <laughs> oh, man, is there a computer up here, Lee? I don't know. <laughs> um that's that's deeply offensive sorry glenn um we're all yeah. dart fans we're all dart players we don't mean it but pete you really do have a thing about him saying over the moon every other sentence he can't be as bad <laughs> as chizzy can he no I mean, chizzy can't what? spell his own name once asked the, the pdc did a, a quiz with all the players a while ago and they said who would you least like on your quiz team and chizzy said himself <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! There's a there's an any other business for next week. Which which county cricketer would you least and most like on your quiz team? I like it. We're doing it. Yeah, do a bit of research. That's that's quiz. my question for next week. There we go. Quiz team cricketers next week. I like your thinking, gentlemen. Be kind to yourselves. Finish on a bit of dart and soul. Travel well. Peace.
Flashback.